Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. So today is letter nine, and this letter is about exploiting the troughs. So the last letter was about the peaks and the troughs and how God uses the trough seasons in our life to bring us closer to him. So this one is about when we're in the trough. This is how you can get the human tempted. So I'm going to start reading on page 43. And it says, in the first place, I have always found that the trough periods of the human indolation provide excellent opportunity for all sensual temptations, particularly those of sex. And if you remember in the last letter, indolation is the repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. This may surprise you because, of course, there is more physical energy and therefore more potential appetite at the peak periods, but you must remember that the powers of resistance are then also at their highest. The health and spirits which you want to use in producing lust can also, alas, be very easily used for work or play or thought or innocuous merriment. The attack has a much better chance of success when the man's whole inner world is drab and cold and empty. So that's saying tempt the man with lust with sex, especially when his his whole inner world is drab, cold, and empty. In our peak periods, we have higher resistance to temptation. I think part of that is because our self-image is higher. When we're in a peak season, we feel good about ourselves. We have hope. Things are working out. In the trough seasons, when we feel empty, our confidence is lower, our willpower is lower, and that's the time when the enemy wants to capitalize on us, when he wants to get us to do the things that we wouldn't normally do if we weren't so if we weren't feeling so empty. He goes on to say, never forget that when we are dealing with any pleasure in its healthy and normal and satisfying form, we are in a sense on the enemy's ground. I know we have won many a soul through pleasure. All the same, it is his invention, not ours. He made the pleasures. All our research so far has not enabled us to produce one. All we can do is to encourage the humans to take the pleasures which our enemy has produced at times or in ways or in degrees which he has forbidden. So that's saying, it's very interesting. It's saying pleasure is God's invention. The demons can't make pleasure. They can only distort the pleasures God has given us and tempt us with what God has forbidden. And they give examples like sex and alcohol for numbing and not for having fun, but for numbing and wanting to be dull. That's how it describes it. So then it goes on deeper, even deeper into how to exploit the troughs. It says, let him assume that the first ardors of his conversion might have been expected to last and ought to have lasted forever, and that his present dryness is an equally permanent condition. What that means is, you know, the high of when we first become a Christian, that feeling should never leave, is what we think. I mean, I have fallen for that. 
I've also thought that the second part of the sentence was true, that the dryness would last forever when you couldn't hear God and couldn't feel him. And I talked about that on previous podcasts too, of like when you're in that season, God is there and Jesus is there and he's holding your hand and he's pulling you through the darkness, but you have to walk through that. And they're both a misconception of thinking that the high would last forever or the dryness will last forever as a Christian. As we learned in the last letter, God uses the troughs to bring us closer to him, to lean into him because our soul depends on him when we're in the trough and the hard seasons. It goes on to say in the letter, if he is a desponding type, which desponding means to become dejected and lose confidence. So if he is the desponding type, when the patient is in the trough, get him to direct his attention to scripture that feeds into the thought that the trough is going to last forever. Keep him away from experienced Christians and get him going back to his old self. That's so crazy. Keep him away from experienced Christians because experienced Christians know it's not going to last forever. That even though there's pain in the night, the joy comes in the morning. And they would know the scriptures to tell him instead of the ones that the demons are trying to direct him to, to get him thinking, oh yeah, this is going to last forever. It's just like what I shared in the last podcast episode about David and how even though he walked through seasons, he never lost hope and faith in God. He felt abandoned, but he still obeyed and knew God was right there with him. Okay, so opposite side. If he's a wishful thinking type, get him to become content with his spirit. Make him doubt that his first days of being a Christian were just a little excessive. Make him believe that it was all kind of blown out of proportion and he was, you know, high on it and now he needs to come back down to reality. Make sure that he's becoming content with his religion. And this sentence really in this chapter blows my mind. It says, if you can once get him to the point of thinking that religion is all very well up to a point. You can feel quite happy about his soul. A moderated religion is as good for us as no religion at all and more amusing. This statement makes me so sad that we'd put a limit on how much God is enough for us, how much is too much, and we put a limit on him. We think certain things are too crazy and out there for us, so we don't want that part of God. That's right here. Like religion is all very good up to a point. Then when it hits that point, I really don't want past that point. This happens in churches today. We put a limit on God. And if this church is a little too out there, we think, okay, that can't be God. Or we stop going there. We disagree with what they're saying. And then the enemy uses that. He makes us think that there's a point to God, a certain line where he, he won't be. And then he uses that to distort religion. It's just crazy to me. Anyways, I hope that makes you think about that. The last tempting that Screwtape talks about getting the patient to believe in the trough is that him becoming a Christian is just a phase. That he's going to move on and go to the next thing like he always does with any other phase in his life. The last sentence says, nice shadowy expressions. It was a phase. I've been through all that. And don't forget the blessed word adolescent. That's what we want him to believe. What a lie. Don't fall for that. 
it's saying, get him to think he's mature now. And he wasn't thinking realistically. And he was in his adolescent years and he's, he's been through that phase. Getting saved and having a relationship with God, growing that relationship, all of that affects eternity. It can never just be a phase. You got to know the truth and then live out the truth every day, knowing that God made you to be a part of him. He made you to worship him. He made you to serve him. And none of it is in a arrogant way at all. It's all in such a joyful spirit. And so I hope that we would never think that being a Christian is a phase. So many lies that we are talking about over these letters are getting brought to the light out of the darkness. And I hope that it's encouraging you to grow closer to God and look at scripture and realize like, what do I believe? What is my foundation with God? What is my relationship with him? And I don't want to be living like it's just a face. I don't want to be living like I put a limit on God. I just want to know him. And I do want to be a wishful thinking type, but I don't want to get content in how I'm living my life. I want to be that experienced Christian so that I can call things out in people and say like, hey, don't believe that lie that you are going to be in this season forever because it's not true. We all go through peaks and troughs and we need the experience of that to get closer to God. So I hope that you've enjoyed today's just like I have and I will talk to you about letter 10 tomorrow. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.